Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Radical Broccoli podcast. I am so happy that you are here. And this week's episode has been very highly requested and it will not disappoint you. I can promise that. But before we dive into the episode, I want to give a little bit of a update. So it's me, Annette, giving the intro here and it's actually one of my last weeks in Portugal, which is so strange. I... Life took an unexpected turn, so I'm going to live here for three more weeks. And I'm, of course, going to share more of that and the whole journey uh, in the coming episodes. But one of the reasons is actually something we're going to figure out in this episode. So stay tuned. Other than that, it is still so warm in Portugal. I feel like September has been more summer than any summer and uh, currently just enjoying that Um, so this week we have a beautiful guest named Alyssa Donato and I'm so glad I found her she is just first of all just has such good energy and she really explained astrogeography which According to the title, you probably already know this episode is going to be about. And astrogeography is something that we got introduced to in April, I believe. And for me, it was quite a shock because I discovered that Portugal, where I'm currently living, was actually on a Saturn and Moon line, which are challenging. Um, But I'm also very glad because it, you know finding out where to live it's been such a constant search for me and I'm sure for many of you Um, why do you feel connected to some places and why do other places feel more challenging and astrogeography has just been so eye-opening and as Alyssa will say in the episode our soul chooses to dance between different places And if you feel drawn to go a place, there is a reason why. And there's just so much more we're going to dive into in this episode. Um, So Alyssa is astrogeography expert. She is currently living outside of Seattle. And she does readings. Uh, She reads your chart. She can also read for couples. And she can also explain to you more you know, in depth why the different places are where they are and what they actually tell you about your purpose and your soul's journey, which I find so interesting. And uh, yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find Alyssa on Instagram and we will link everything in the show notes. So please enjoy. Welcome to a new episode and welcome to the podcast, Alyssa. We're so happy to have you here. 
Thank and, you. Uh, you know, we're so glad and we're going to really get to know you and astrogeography today, which we are super excited about. And we have, uh, I feel like we barely touched the surface. We know a little bit. We know a couple of lines here and there and a little bit what it means. But yeah, I'm so glad we have expert here now. <laughs> um, but first, we would love to get to know you a bit and how how you got into this field of work and uh, how are you today? Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. I love, I can talk about astrogeography all day. So <laughs> any opportunity is just perfect. Um, I'm doing super well. I'm ready for, we're transitioning into fall. So I'm ready for this like slow time to start to come in and just like relax and be a little inward. Um, you know, summer kind of has this like no boundaries, like we're just everywhere. <laughs> and then fall starts to come in and then we start to go a little deeper inward into our study. And I'm very excited for that. So um, the other question, how I got into astrogeography. It's actually kind of, I guess it's just, it's not funny, but it's very kismet how it happened. But I had been studying astrology probably for, I don't know, the last 10 years at least, I was just passionate about my own self-study. And then the beginning of lockdown 2020, I was like, well, no one can travel. So I just started offering them to my friends and just like, let's read your chart, see what's there. And eventually it was like wildfire. Like one person told another person, told another person. <laughs> and eventually I just had to like create a business very quickly. I was already working in the online world for the last five years. So I was very well versed in what's happening, but it kind of just spread like wildfire. Everyone wanted to know their charts. Everyone was curious. And I was just like, okay, we're just going to roll with this. And it's something that's just so fun for me. So it kind of happened organically, I would say, compared to maybe like trying to force it, but it's been very fruitful. So it makes yeah. me happy. That's so fun. So you started out with astrology in general, and then you kind of got more into astrogeography, or do you offer both? Um, so I, I guess technically starting the fall, I'll be offering both. But astrogeography for me was like, every time someone looks at this chart, they're like, what is this? Like, it just looks so confusing. And I know that it does. Um, but I think the project, like my human design, I'm a projector. So I understand systems really well. So when I see this, I'm like, oh, it makes total sense. But for other people, I guess it's, it does look quite confusing. Um, <laughs> if you have a foundation in astrology, like if you understand astrology, and I kind of can like teach you the basics of how to read this, it starts to become just very intuitive, right? Like as much as I understand astrology, I think each session is really like an intuitive reading. And then I'm just using this as a guide to your kind of like soul's expression. So it's a blueprint and it's, um, you know, just something to work off of. I know one of the things that we talked about before was, if this will ever change, right? You guys had that question. So it actually, your chart is like your blueprint. It will never change. Like, so even though you move and you leave, 
you'll kind of always have the same energetic access to planets and energy. So that's a fun part is that it's kind of like accepting these invitations from the universe of like, let's go here. Like, let's learn this. Mm-hmm. And we're just evolving and growing with those energies. So it is like a dance almost. I love that. Yeah, that's so cool. I never thought of it like that yeah. before. <laughs> You're actually supposed to move around in the different types of energies. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the word planet comes from the Greek word to like to move pretty much. It's mm-hmm. a moving star. So we're supposed to be kind of in this like, you know, transient dance almost with these stars. Mm, wow. And um, did you grow up sort of being spiritually or, or spiritually basically, or is it something that came to you growing up or how did you discover um, mm. in the first place? Yeah, that's well, so I guess I grew up in Pennsylvania, which obviously is like a very small farming state, you know, so I didn't really have access to a lot of the spiritual things that were happening. However, my dad growing up was very spiritually curious, I would say. And so he was a Reiki master and he would go to these like Zen temples every couple months and we would drop him off. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. Like every time I was there, I was like, it's like that coming back into your body, just like all your senses come on and come alive. Mm -hmm. And I was so curious. I'm like, what are they doing here? (laughs) Like, why does he come back? And he's so different. Like I didn't understand. I was so young. And I feel like that was kind of like the seed that got planted for me. Like what's happening here? Um, And then I found yoga and that's kind of how my path evolved is through yoga, then meditation, breath work. So I kind of found my own way, but definitely my dad was a big influence, even though I didn't realize it at the time. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it must have felt in a way safe to see a man take care of himself and develop in that way. I feel like that's kind of unusual to grow up around. Yeah, it was definitely, (laughs) yeah, unusual. Um, I guess if you go to like the temples and the monasteries, it's all, it was all male monks. So it's like, oh, this is just what they do. You know, like I didn't really think. And then later in my life, I realized, oh, not everyone has that experience. Like not everyone knows what that feels like. (laughs) And so it felt like such a gift that I didn't know I was being given at the time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so yeah, should we dive into astrogeography? Yeah. <laughs> we, um, I feel like the, um, our listeners, we've talked a bit about it in the podcast, but for most people, it will be a really new concept. I think everybody's heard of astrology, but if we explain astrogeography, like what, what is it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So astrogeography and astrocartography, they're the, actually the same thing. One is just trademarked. So people get confused about that. Yeah. Um, but it's the astrology of place. So just like we have this unique, you know, birth chart, the moment we were born, we also have this unique 
astral view of the globe with the planets that we have access to. So it's looks very different from your natal chart, but it gets calculated kind of similarly. It gets put into a mathematical equation. And when you look at it, it kind of takes you back to high school math where you were like calculating the distance between waves and everything. That's what it reminds me of. Um, (laughs) But we each have, you know, our own and they all look super, super different. Mm. And it kind of just is that invitation of, you know, what do we come here to experience or what do we need to learn or what is, you know, our life path? It kind of can reveal all those things to us mm-hmm. with some like study and understanding, but yeah. in it's distilled form. It's the astrology of place. So each city across the globe also has its own unique astrology. So if we think about, you know, the way and the energy of London versus the energy of, you know, Singapore or something, they're very different. They're just different energetically. And so we each have those energetics set up differently within our own astrogeography chart. Mm. That's so fascinating. And Anessa and me, we have talked a lot about how places seem to have a different vibe, as you're saying, and how it felt kind of like the missing part that we didn't really know where in the world to settle down, where was the right place for us. We knew what we wanted to do, what kind of life we wanted to have, but we were so confused about where it was supposed to be. And I think a lot of our listeners feel the same way, um, that maybe you're born somewhere and some people put a lot of limiting on themselves, maybe feeling like they have to stay there. So I like how you say that it's an invitation to find your life path. Mm-hmm. It really is. And some people will feel aligned with the place that they were born. That's yeah. just how they're meant to, you know, go through this lifetime. And mm-hmm. some people need to have that exploration to really come back to themselves, to find themselves, to kind of get lost for a while. I think, you know, it's all kind of necessary, but it's what we chose coming into this body right now. And so it is such a gift when we get to explore it and understand and deepen our study of place. And especially after 2020, so many people were transient relocating. I think it put so much into perspective for what's important for us, you know, what makes us feel the most alive and comfortable and satisfied and fulfilled. So I know so many people moved during 2020 to really find their like forever home. Yeah, that's so nice. And just also to give you a little backstory from our experience with astro geographies, we were introduced to it this year in March. And we had just moved to Portugal, both of us from Norway. And, uh, It was a bit of a shock because it was right when we figured out that I had some beneficial lines here and Annette didn't. She had some really challenging ones. (laughs) And then we started to try and figure out, or she tried to figure out where she had the beneficial lines. And then we're quite like, we spend a lot of time together. We're sisters and business partners and everything, really good friends. Um, So it was a bit of a shock to realize that We don't have the same supporting energies (laughs) in the same place. Yeah. And And so, yeah. So learning more about it has been 
with some resistance from at least from my side. I didn't want to believe in it. I wanted to only believe in the part that was beneficial, not in the challenging ones. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the times when I do couples reading, so right, you can do a single person's chart or you can do kind of like you guys had probably a side-by-side comparison of what's coming up energetically. Mm. Most often with couples, there's one person or one partner that is more supportive than the other. And I think that's, it's kind of true for relationship partners, but it also can be true for, you know, sisters and you guys are finding your equilibrium together right? One of you is going to balance out the other one. And especially like as, you know, sisters and siblings, one of you will kind of be riding a little bit higher on the wave and one of you can be down here and it'll shift, right? And you're teaching each other different aspects that are equally important. So when people have like challenging lines, Mm. I think they're equally as important as when we have supportive energies and supportive lines. Um, I know you said you're on your Saturn line. And when I think about Saturn, you know, people say, they call it like the great manifester, right? So even though Saturn gets a bad reputation most often, because it's very masculine and structured and time oriented, it also gives you the foundation to create what you want to create, Mm -hmm. especially when building a business, right? One of you kind of has to be the foundation (laughs) for everything else to kind of grow off of. Yeah. So I think they're, you know, challenging and accepting all of the planets in their own ways. Mm, I love that perspective on it. Yeah, that was kind of what I was looking for because when I was reading on these pages, it seemed to be so strict. Like here you will experience this and this and very doomed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Doomed, and, I, and that's what puts me <laughs> kind of in resistance towards learning about something because I want to read stuff that supports <laughs> um, supports me, I guess. Yeah. And I think when you go on astro.com, which is where most people will read their charts, yeah, it's very old world. Like the way that yeah. they write the descriptions are kind of like doom and gloom. Like yeah. nothing's going to be okay. And it's just written really masculine. And I don't, So I try to tell people to avoid reading that. Like, don't look at that because it kind of, it doesn't taste good to me, at least as someone who like guides people. Um, And I wouldn't want to read it that way either because it doesn't feel supportive in any way. Mm. Okay. That explains a lot. (laughs) It's just like the first time I read my human design on a very, very old page and then newer pages came and it made a lot more sense. Yeah. I love that you make it into your own. Um, But how have you used this in your own life? Have you sort of moved after where you have... Well, maybe we should actually explain first, what are the different lines? Like what what does it mean to have a certain line in a certain place and so on? So usually like if I were to go to read a chart, right, I'll collect your birth time, date, place, similar to any astrology. And then the first place I always look is your home. So like where you were born, that kind of gives me the clues about who you are and what energy you were born on. So we have access to 11, 11 different planetary components, right? 11 different planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and Chiron. 
Mm. So we have access to all of them. And depending on where you were born, you can feel the energetics of each of these planets wherever the line hits up to 700 miles in any direction. So we're kind of always being influenced from a planetary perspective without being conscious to it to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so the line, right, your energetic line is represented by the planet. So whatever planet you were born on or are living on is kind of like the energetics that are influencing your everyday experience and what like what we have access to, what we're working with, that's more on an unconscious um, level. Mm. If that answers your question. Yeah, that yeah. was well explained. So what are some examples of uh, a line? I know, for example, you can have your Venus line somewhere and you can have, as we talked about, Saturn. What, it, what, yeah. is, what does it mean, really? So I like, I call them flavors. Each planet has a flavor. So it's like picking your flavor and it has this flavor essence of like, what does it feel like? What does it, you know, show up as? So I'll give the example because I know one of you is living on your Jupiter line, right? I think, yeah. So I'm also living on my Jupiter line and Jupiter, when I see, like kind of when I close my eyes and see this, aspect is like Jupiter's huge one as a planet. It's like the biggest planetary energy, but it also just represents that like going bigger, having more, more joy, more optimism, more, you know, this like brightness and it's very abundant. And when I say abundant, I don't just mean financially abundant, but like abundant in food and community and friends and just really feel like nourished by this line. So it is a more supportive planet, right? Mm. And then we kind of have less supportive planets. Like we talked about Saturn could be challenging for some people. Um, Mars can show up as kind of challenging because it represents like that energetic capacity to just like go and push through. And so a lot of people can feel burnt out when they've gone through like this fiery energy for so long. Mm-hmm. So each one kind of holds its own, you know, representation and flavor of what it shows up as. And for every positive aspect of the planet there's also a challenging aspect so even though jupiter is supportive because it's abundant and joyful the not so supportive aspect of that is that it can kind of be like you get lazy because you're just letting the universe like constantly give to you that you're not working as hard as if you were just you know on a different line so it has both and of the coin interesting does that mean that it also depends on your astrology chart? Like if I am a Leo or if I'm a Virgo, like a, a very organized, structured go-getter and Leo in my chart. And also, for example, if I'm a male, would it be better for me to live or easier for me to live in a Mars line, for example? Some people, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Some people, it is more supportive to be on the challenging lines. And I think it's because we need it, right? We kind of need that understanding of how does this energy show up? What does it feel like? Is it supportive to me? So normally I don't look at people's natal charts before like I read, but 
intuitively, I can tell like, where are you at in your life's journey? And that can kind of give me clues of like, okay, do you need more fire? Do you need more water? Do you need more structure? And that kind of like guides me. Okay, well, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Um, And so it is really that like intuitive dance of like, okay, this didn't work. Let's try this. Um, And And so I feel like, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and you can, it's also for vacations or like travels or working remotely for a couple of weeks somewhere else. There's so many ways. Yes. Flow with it. Yes, it is ever flowing. And it's just so fun. Once you get started, I feel like you'll never stop because (laughs) you'll always be like, okay, what's here for me? And really listening to those like intuitive hits. Like, why do you feel called somewhere? Right. Like, why do you, why do you feel called to move to Portugal? Mm. What was that calling? You know, and we can accept the invitation and go, or we can ignore it. But really it's like, when we get those places that call us so deeply, I'm always like, okay, well, what energy lives there that we need? That's kind of how I see it at least. Fascinating. Yeah. Annette is going next week to a place where you have I don't remember the lines, but I'm going to Ibiza in the Spain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, it was a little bit of an astrogeography experience because I want to see now that I'm conscious of it, if I really notice, <laughs> notice the difference and feel it. Not like pressuring it, but um, for my own sake. So, yeah. I love that. That sounds so fun. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life experiment. I love, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And also when traveling, sometimes it's hard to understand the energy. Like sometimes I feel like, you know, you get off the plane and it's very noticeable. Like it feels very different. And sometimes it's more subtle. It takes time to kind of open up to you. Um, And if we think about it from like an intuitive standpoint is like we spend all of our time and energy working with one planetary aspect wherever you live at home so we're very comfortable in that exchange so when we go somewhere new it's kind of like we have to shake it off almost like get out of that old energy and into the new one Um, I love that and yeah as I almost started saying earlier how have you have you used this in your life choosing places to go and travel and what's been your experience yeah so I was born on a Pluto line which is really interesting um Pluto is very challenging as well um you go through a lot of death and rebirth so it took a lot of losing myself and finding myself and just in that death and rebirth like a lot of loss like I experienced a lot of loss as a child um And it was just teaching me, but I didn't understand why. And then maybe five years ago, I moved to the West Coast before I started studying astrogeography. Like I had already been studying astrology, but I didn't, I had no idea what was out here. Um, And we just like picked up and moved and... I actually moved to my most supportive line. So I moved from my Pluto line to my Jupiter line. Wow. And it was, it's very different. Like the energetics of both places are so different. And living here on my Jupiter line, it it is so, you know, aligned. I also call it like the line of magnetism where you just become magnetic to like everything 
that you want pretty much. And like everything that you're calling in, it just happens very quickly. And so that's kind of what I had to open myself up to receive because for so long I was used to like this challenging energy of like Mm -hmm. trudging through life kind of. And then I come here and it's like, wow, the whole world is like opened itself for me. And now I get to like really one, be very specific about what I want and two, get to kind of like play in that energy. And then I use it for travel quite a bit. Um, I go to Mexico quite often which is actually my Saturn line, but I'm very Saturnian in my energy. Like I'm a Capricorn. I have a lot of aspects in Saturn. So it doesn't feel as hard for me to go there. It actually feels very comforting for me to be there. Um, that's just one example. And then I kind of like looked at all the other places I traveled and was like, oh my gosh, like it kind of just blew my mind, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I've always super wondered um, about, is it possible? So last year was a great example of not being able to travel but yeah if we are for some reason can't travel or can't move right now are there uh, possibilities to bring that energy to where we are yeah so from one the of initial places Yes. And that was one of the greatest gifts I feel like of 2020 for people who open themselves up to receive this was you don't have to get on a plane and go anywhere. So it's a very playful experience, but it's also a very sensory experience. So people already kind of intuitively do this where they have supportive lines. They're like, you know, one client, she loved India. And she's like, I'm obsessed with India. It feels like my home. She had a whole room in her house decorated like with (laughs) just like textiles from India. It was so beautiful. And I was like, okay, yeah, because she had supportive energy there. So intuitively, she already started bringing in those aspects of like, you know, the clothes that you wear. What would you dress like if you lived somewhere that was supportive to you, right? Mm-hmm. you'll dress really different if you live in New York City or if you live in LA. Like yeah. they, to me, they just are different. And so, you know, dressing, what food would you eat? Um, what music would be there? What kind of like cultural experience would you have? You know, what kind of art do they make? And we can kind of go from there and start to like, just bring it in very subtly. Like for me, my, my, another supportive energy I have is in Japan Mm -hmm. and I just love Japanese culture and I I had always loved Japanese culture and I didn't know why, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just nice to bring it into, you know, part of my life. Like I sit with tea and I have like a couple, you know, pieces of clothes that feel really symbolic of like the minimalist Mm -hmm. clothing and like lifestyle that they have, um, So yeah, there's definitely ways to bring it in. Music's such a fun one. Like what kind of music would you listen to if you were there? That's such good tips. Could it also be, for example, for businesses that we, let's say that we try to collaborate with people who live or who have their business on our good lines? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so I tell that to people too, like if you're starting a business, also look at the way that they run businesses, like the energy that where it's supportive to you, how do they operate, you know, or what influential businesses came from there. Or um, there's so many different like lenses, I think, to view it through. But 
we kind of already know, like we already know the answers, right? And we just have to come back to trusting ourselves to believe in them and to trust our gut and our knowing and our instincts. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like that goes for <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. Peel off the layers and uh, understand more of that we can trust what we already know. That's, uh, yeah. Um, but you had a, a look at our our charts. Um, so maybe we can use that as a bit of example when to dive a little bit deeper into the... Yeah. So let me pull up. Well, Suzanne, I'll pull yours first because you're going through your Saturn return. So we can kind of touch upon aspects of that. Yeah. Yes. But so let me look where you were born, which yeah. is actually quite similar to where you're living now. Oh, really? So the closest line you're born, you know, what we can feel the most energetically for you is your um, ascending Mercury. So it actually makes a lot of sense that you're podcasting because Mercury rules communication. And mm. to me, it really rules like the voice and also like writing or poetry or art, but it's like that creative expression um, and your lines ascending. So it's kind of like what you're stepping into in this lifetime, you know, what you chose to come into, what you're embodying and what's coming up in a very like physical 3D way. And so Mercury is a fun one to be born on because you're basically like the traveler, you know, mm-hmm. and then not like traveling places, but you are traveling places. Cause like energetically mm-hmm. the way it shows up is like, you kind of transcend the mind and the body and you can travel up into the heavens, right? This is like the idea of Mercury and you receive all this information, right? And then you come back down into your body and you're like, okay, what do I do with all this? You know, it's like, where that idea come from or where'd this come from? We don't really know because we're just traveling to receive it. And then when we come back into the body is when we say, okay, what does it want to do, right? How does it want to express itself? So it really is like a creative channel that you're constantly working in. Mm -hmm. And so for living on this line, what happens is if you don't have that creative output, or the space that you're letting go of that energy that you're receiving, we start to feel stuck. Like all the energy gets stuck in our body and we're like almost paralyzed because we don't know where to go. And I think the important thing with Mercury is like, it actually has nothing to do with us. It's about servicing the greater good and the collective. And, you know, how does this want to show up for the most people with the most impact? So even though we're receiving the information, it's not necessarily for us. And so that's why it's important to share the creative expression of how it comes through. Wow. That is so spot on. Because <laughs> when I left my old job, it was for the exact reason that I felt stuck. I felt physically and mentally and emotionally stuck. And I felt like I didn't have an outlet of expression of something that could help people. I felt like I was a mm-hmm. tiny part of a system that where it didn't make any difference. Because mm-hmm. the whole reason that we started Radical Broccoli was for this. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. And when when you feel stuck in that way, you know, we do 
it is because you're like creatively paralyzed because yeah. there's no outlet to kind of give back what you want to the level at least of what you want to give back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, let's create, let's create then what I'm not receiving in this way. So shifting to where you're living now, let me just scroll down. You're basically sandwiched in between a Jupiter and a sun line. And so Jupiter, we kind of touched about, but it's a, like expansion and joy and abundance and really like that magnetism. So it is a really good place to have a business <laughs> and it's yeah. a good place to be like cultivating that type of energy. And then the sun acts almost as an amplifier. So the sun acts as like that bright light that will shine upon whatever it's in communication with. Um they say it's like also like the line of the celebrity where you just become very like well-known. Um, and when I see the sun and Jupiter together, it's like we're becoming well-known because we're in service pretty much to our joy. Like what makes us happy and what makes us fulfilled is going to be the thing that creates that sense of people knowing what you're doing and who you are and what you want to share with the world. So for you, your lines are energetically really supportive where you're living. Yeah, that's good. But it also makes me <laughs> sad to know that Annette doesn't. But um, let's talk about that when you see her <laughs> chart. <laughs> okay, let me scroll over to her chart. I think, okay, yeah, I see it now. Mm-hmm. So for Annette's chart, you were born between two energetic lines not that aren't supportive, but you were also born close to a Mercury line and a Venus line. So for you, your communication and the way that you share has to be rooted in something that feels like beautiful mm-hmm. and something that feels and like tastes really good. Um, and the way that you operate and kind of navigate life is through the you know, the lens of love and how can we bring in this like natural raw beauty into what we're seeing and what we're creating and what our expression is. So it has to be very like tasteful and beautiful and you want things to be aesthetic and that's kind of just who you are. Um, and it's such a gift, but the, you know, the hard aspect of Venus and being born near a Venus line is like, you almost give up yourself for this idea of love. And so many people get lost in that. They feel like they're giving away, you know, who they are or whatever to make their relationship work, kind of sacrificing themselves for this idea of love. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true for you, but that's how it can show up. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely resonates. Um, But mostly about wanting to create things that are beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and that's like your offering back to the world, right? So they're both, you know, where you guys were born is not a challenging aspect to Mm. be placed on. Mm. And then when we shift down to where you're living now in Portugal, you actually, you have a Saturn and a moon line that run through Portugal. Mm -hmm. So when Saturn and the moon come together, like what is that flavor? Saturn is that structure, but then the moon is like, this almost like the shadow of like what aren't we seeing fully and what is our unconscious showing us um 
So it can be very emotional and like emotionally pulled where we kind of feel like we're in that washing machine of energy where we're like riding high, then we're like down, down, down. And then we're like in the depths of the waves and we're just like somewhere within that energetic wave. Um, And so it's kind of like a duality because you have the moon, which is really, you know, feminine in its nature. And then you have Saturn, which is really masculine in its nature. So there's something here for you in Portugal, like inviting you to look at the duality of like the light and the dark, the good and the bad, the feminine and the masculine. It's like, how, how do you see yourself in both of those? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not necessarily like bad. It's not bad, Mm. (laughs) but it invites you to go a little bit deeper into your own, you know, consciousness really. Yeah, that definitely resonates. And I feel like the way it has showed up for me is exactly what you said about the washing machine. (laughs) Because every time I feel like I'm finally out and up and can breathe again, it's really a new, um, not challenge, but a new event, maybe inviting me to go even deeper. And it's painful to grow in that way, but it also goes very fast. And I feel like the last six months I've just become another person. (laughs) Yeah. The growth is exponential, I would say, especially Um, with the duality that you're kind of working through. It's really, it's pushing you. Um, And sometimes we need those energetic pushes, right? Mm. There's a reason that you're there working on it and living on it. So, you know, just embracing that for what it is, is how to even start, you know, alchemizing with the energy is like, okay, this is what's present. Mm. How can I lean into this even more? Yeah, right. yeah, that helps take the edge off a bit. <laughs> but I have to admit, it's been so intense that I am kind of relieved now to, to know it. And maybe for the winter, I decided to try somewhere else to live and mm-hmm. to, to see if I have a different experience and how we can... Also because, you know, we, we're together all the time. We're trying to create two lives <laughs> for ourselves. <laughs> we're kind of codependent in some ways. So we need to challenge that. Um, mm-hmm. But how would you recommend, for example, if I say now I'm open to moving, like how would you recommend to start that process if you want to use astrogeography as a base for that? Yeah, I think just, you know, getting quiet in the mind is where I always like to start. Is like giving, like, I've done this exercise a couple of times, but you put a timer on for an hour and you just sit there for an hour, like no journal, no phone, no nothing. You just sit and see what comes through. And then if nothing comes through, you try it again the next day Mm. (laughs) and you just keep going. But like opening up that space with the intention of where am I supposed to be? You know, what, what am I supposed to be doing? And the answers will come. You'll know the answers. And then you can use astrogeography to kind of guide. Okay. Well, is that supportive? You know, and even if it's not, that's okay. There's a reason it's calling to you. And so I think also leaning into that experience of like, Oh, you know, people get very um, rigid when they look at their astrology and their astrogeography, like, I can't do that. And it's like, we need to be flexible in the experience of it unfolding for us. Um, even when it becomes challenging or even when it's hard. 
Um, for you, I looked at Spain. I don't know if that's somewhere where you like actually want to move. Um, but it goes back kind of closer to your Venus line, which would be more supportive because you understand the energy because you were born on it. Mm -hmm. So it will feel kind of like, you know, going home and returning back. Um, I think the level of growth that you would experience would not be as the same, but maybe you've done all the growing you needed to do, you know, not that we ever finish our growth, but yeah. for now it's nice to have a reprieve. I'm sure. Mm. A little That's... break. <laughs> a little break would be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple of months off, I wouldn't. And for example, like I'm in this phase in my life where I start to feel ready to bring in a soulmate, for example. Is there ways you can use energies uh, to support oneself in that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. So you always look to your Venus line, which for you, you have access to quite easily. Um And it doesn't necessarily need to be like, even though you were born on your Venus line, maybe we can look to another Venus line. So you'll have multiple across the globe and you don't have to get up and go there, right? It's so funny because a lot of clients, I'll be like, oh, your Venus line is here. And they're like, oh, my husband's from there. You know, <laughs> we intuitively do it without knowing. So yeah. there is a way to kind of like, okay, let's look at where your other Venus line kind of lives mm. New Zealand oh. so calling in a partner from New Zealand that's one option mm -hmm. um and when we like look to that you know idea of love and when I kind of just like think of New Zealand for like example for you it's like okay well do you want aspects of someone who lives in New Zealand to be in your like in a romantic relationship with like I think of someone who's like outdoorsy and likes to travel and like go hiking or something I don't know that's just what I think of yeah so you have to kind of like decide does that feel good to me or do you want something else right yeah and we get to we get to pick and choose oh that's so interesting and is it the same with let's say you aren't really happy with the place you live right now and you have um, a career or you have this business you want to start working on, uh, can you also use it in finding supportive places for you to actually start working? Yeah. Business? And when I think about work too, it's like a lot of people associate it with Saturn because it is that like masculine kind of structure we need and kind of like, what rules this idea of work is like the nine to five working the job. That's very Saturnian, which is like, it's old. Like we're not working like that anymore. Yeah. So there could be things like just depending on where you're at in your business, what do you need to embody more of? Like, do you need to be more expressive in your communication? Do you want to write a book? You know, you can start to look and pick and choose based on, just where you're at. But I think for a lot of people, the self-evaluation is the hardest part. It's like really getting to know where are you actually at to yeah. know where you need to go. Mm. And I would say that's the most important part about running a business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> getting to really know yourself. Mm. Well, that's puts it in... Um, I love how you bring it back to that we already know and that we can use this as a support 
system instead of the other way around where we use this kind of to have the power over us and we go running after it. Yeah, because what I was afraid of was that, for example, for Annette, that she would feel this um, bad taste of Portugal after having all these experiences with a really deep growth and all the washing (laughs) machines. So kind of like that you would leave and then you would, wouldn't want to come back <laughs> if I live here. That would be, that would be sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's nice that you also have that perspective of, okay, there is a lot of support in also the Saturn line that you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are definitely supporting one another. So it's very like a give and take of who's giving what. So... Mm leaning into that as well, because it'll change, right? If you guys leave Portugal and you go somewhere else or you go home, you kind of go back to your balance of just feeling, you know, the exchange goes backwards almost, but we kind of want to go forward in what we're experiencing. Okay. So my lines and my supportive energy here can affect her. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. That's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) So we can yeah, you're definitely out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would sure. guess that families, for example, they don't all live on their beneficial lines. No, <laughs> not usually. And normally, the mother, like the matriarch of the family, is what will dictate the rest of the energy. Most likely, mm-hmm. um, that's what I've seen just from reading a lot of families especially moving in 2020 but usually it's like the woman's energy that will dictate what's coming up what they're working through what they need support with Mm. yeah I feel like the woman in the end always runs (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you guys talked a bit about it before we started recording but um, you're both in your Saturn return and uh, I think many people are curious, what does that actually mean to be on your Saturn return? And how can you know? And what does it do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much. We do a whole episode on Saturn, yeah. <laughs> like many episodes. <laughs> I feel like there should be a whole podcast about Saturn. But yeah. there, you know, Saturn generally takes anywhere from like 28, 29 years to make a full evolution around when you start it. And when you came into this earth, right? So we go through this Saturn return. It's returning back to its original starting point of where it showed up when we were born. And so for a lot of people, there's lessons depending on where Saturn is placed in your natal chart of astrology, what you kind of are going to be working through and what the basis for your returns learning will be. So... For me, for example, was my Saturn return. The house that it represents is work and career. And I had a lot of career changes, just coming into astrogeography, leaving my old job, really stepping into like the leader role. That was kind of hard for me um, because I had always been the support role in business. Like I was always kind of like, you know, um, the right-hand woman, I was never running the show. So for me, my return showed me, wow, you know, we're going to flip this script. And it was kind of like, it was very emotional for me to kind of work through that. Um, and there will be different aspects. You know, some people, 
and I've seen it just in a lot of friends, they'll get sick during their Saturn return. Like mm. a lot of people will get like autoimmune or diagnosed with this or something with this. And it's happening to show us where we need to grow still, what we need to learn to go forward. Um, and, you know, they give Saturn that doom and gloom essence. And it's not, it's really like teaching us and it may be difficult in our learning. And for some people, it is really challenging, um, but it's ultimately setting you up for another return. So Saturn will return again, you know, later in our lives, mm. similar to this will be after, but we go through like a Chiron return around 50 where we get um, like the midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, we get another Saturn return. So it's kind of like stacking the energies on top of each other, Yeah, but it's preparing us to kind of go towards the end of our life cycle to go towards, you know, our rebirth and, you know, death in a way. So it is a really amazing teacher the way that the energetics of it can show up are very different for everyone. But to have grace in yourself and the experience, I think is like the key here to really make it through. <laughs> yeah, I 100% wish I knew when I was going through it. So I think it's it, it being conscious of it, it will take a load of your shoulders because you will start to see everything as more of a gift, even though it's a challenge, of course. But something that will prepare you for the next years in a way. Yeah. Yes. Some meaning in <laughs> some sort of chaos. Mm. I usually thought, or I thought that it had more to do with our age, you know, right before you're 30 kind of is like a, a lot of pressure on that exact age to settle down, mm. to know what you're doing, to have a partner family, to, to get a bit serious and grow up. So I thought that it was just that, but actually we have, a planetary concept that challenges us in our growth yes. that time. Yes. And you'll see so many people get married, have families. Yeah. That in return. It's very like characteristic of the return. Like I know my mom had me during her Saturn return. <laughs> ah. What is like I always inquire about and think, okay, what did that have to teach you? And it was really like stepping in when we go from our 20s into our 30s, we're stepping from the maiden to the mother. So we are stepping into that aspect of like the mother, um, whether we want to or not, or whether we choose to have children. But there's a lot of lessons in like giving up your, you know, your idea of being without children and just living life on your own terms to now really have another person to look out for, another being that's like energetically in your space even. So it's a, it is so fascinating because it shows up different for everyone. But like, what do we really need to learn about ourselves and about like going forward into our thirties? Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. How can we check where Saturn is in our chart? Is that on our natal chart? If we just do. Like, yep. So if you check that? your chart, you'll see which house it's located in. Um, and then you, the website, whatever you Google on will show you. Like I use AstroSeek usually. That's like just the website I like to use, but it'll give you a little descriptive paragraph, which I think are more supportive than the astrogeography paragraphs. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, 
I think I had mine. It was 2020, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, it was a wild one. And really, it took me from being more in a girl energy and probably a little more, a bit more superficial and really in a quite hard way took me back to being my core self and into my heart and really taking full responsibility for my life. Um, which was, I'm so happy about it now. It's like the best gift to live from that space, but shedding those layers, it can feel like mini deaths all the time. <laughs> it can. Yeah. So, but yeah, I feel like just knowing that and it will help a lot of people <laughs> yeah. going through it. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I have a few months left until February. Was that what you said? 2022? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be the end of the return. So that will really be like the last push almost of like, okay, what else is left in here? Mm. And then we can kind of rest. Um Cool. Then in our 30s, we go through a nodal return, which not many people talk about, but can almost be more cathartic than the Saturn return. Oh, <laughs> well, we're warned now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nodal fascinating. return. So what does that mean? Is it the same kind of energy um, of growth or? Yes, definitely growth challenges. Um a lot of what had happened in a past life can kind of start to re represent itself and like present itself to us of karmically, what do we need to work through? And that karma can be quite challenging for some people. Um, yeah. Anytime we look at like the nodes, uh, South node, North node, it can be a really deep dive into ourselves, which can then be quite challenging and you know energetically kind of depleting when we're going in so deep inward we don't really have a lot of you know output to the world because we're doing that like self-inquiry work mm -hmm. um, and then we can kind of like go through it and come back and really feel like refreshed we know where we're going what's happening and how we want to kind of move forward in life so all necessary yeah for sure I guess that's the cycles of life we're never supposed to be stagnant and no forever expand um but this has been so useful yeah and wow I'm amazed yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now I am back to loving astrogeography and <laughs> your take and how you put um yeah how you viewed it, it it's really refreshing instead of re reading all of these doomed <laughs> pages yeah and <laughs> we have been doing yeah oh any do you have any like last advice if people look at their chart and they want to go on a trip or they want to move is there one line they should go after for example mm, i don't think there's ever one particular line but my advice and kind of what I've just been seeing and witnessing in all of my sessions and clients is like, I can tell you all this information and I can give you all of the, you know, the information and the guide, but what you do with it is the important part, right? And so I realized that there was no way to integrate this into the body, right? There was kind of like no channel in to this, you know, somatic experience. And so 
I started working with flower essences actually to use flower essences as a way to open up the somatic body to really integrate what we need to integrate. Mm -hmm. And so for example, for 2020, the essence I have been working with for a lot of people is sweet pea. So Mm -hmm. sweet pea, the flower kind of is known to reroute us into the earth. And so when we moved or uplifted or, you know, came out of our roots and now are, you know, planted somewhere else, we really need something to aid us coming back into the earth of where we are now. And so sweet pea was like the flower that really spoke loudly to me last year of like, we need to start working together to help, you know, other people assimilate and become rooted in the earth. So yeah, I created a whole line of astrological essences <laughs> between oh. last year and this year um, that really work with the somatic body and work on healing with the energies and what we need. So that's kind of my advice is even if it's not flowers, if it's something else, find something that works for you that really helps the body assimilate um, when we're moving through so much energy. Yeah. That's a beautiful advice. Beautiful advice. Um, and also a bit about your offerings. And if someone is curious to book, where do we find you? What can yes. we get? <laughs> I'm always on Instagram. So you can find me at Alyssa period Donato. And then um, fall 2021, I'm opening the Astral Academy, which is going to be more of like a school experience of learning astrology, learning about the planets, learning about a little bit ancient mythology. Um, So that is going to be really fun. And I do one-on-one sessions. And then you can also shop the line of planetary essences on my Instagram as well. Mm. And what else? I also host retreats for anyone who's spiritually curious next year we're going to Costa Rica they're kind of all over yeah I'm going there this winter oh amazing I'll be there February really okay let's yeah (laughs) yeah we'll connect in yeah amazing oh perfect well thank you so much I think everybody should definitely go check out your Instagram and it's such a nice vibe on your whole everything you do I love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you and yeah thank you so much for sharing everything uh, with us today yeah the knowledge and the intuitive part of it was just beautiful yeah what a good reminder that Mm. we always know (laughs) we always know thank you guys so much for having me such a gift thank you so much fun Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du sikkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i Fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi. För vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt redskap.